We're joined by Neve Algar, actress who has uh, three projects coming up in the Dublin Film Festival. Pebbles and Gone are two short films showing on Saturday, February 25th, I was going to say. And Without Name is a feature showing on Saturday the 18th. What's it about? As much as you're allowed to say, like, um, kind of what was it's been it's been showing at like um, Toronto Film Festival, London Film Festival. It's getting a general release at some point in April. It is directed by a talented filmmaker called Lorcan Finnegan, whose uh, short film Foxes won the EFTA a couple of years back, and um, without name follows the character of Eric, who is a land surveyor, who's employed by these kind of shady corporation to go in and survey and document this large vast uh, piece of land in the countryside in the it's non-specific so it's not kind of set blah in Ireland um, can you tell us where it was shot yeah we shot in Glendalough it was a really beautiful shoot like every day you were kind of walking out onto set and it was just the scenic surroundings and you're eating lunch and you're down by the lake so it's yeah it was a stunning stunning setting and uh, I suppose the, the movie does look stunning from the trailers and stuff I mean I think that seems to be a big part of the acclaim it's getting around the world is that visually it just um, it, it it seems to be a really high standard was there any particular approach they were taking in terms of um, getting the shots so good or was it, was it just what they were doing to build the atmosphere the, the script was calling for they hired Piers McGrail, cinematographer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, he's another incredible Irish talent to have in Ireland. And, uh, yeah, he just, he's a magic man with a camera. And so. is, it, is that a big thing, the, the, the relationship between the actor and the cinematographer? Or is it more just sort of camaraderie on set? So it was different from project to project because you could have um, cinematographers who, you know, are quiet and don't really want to interfere in the actor's process and then you'd have ones that would be fairly hands-on and would physically move you to different points in a scene while you're while you're in character and you're you know saying your lines but yeah I think you kind of it's like you absorb them and then once you've done that they disappear and you're able to be in the moment, you know. So so when it comes to Without Name um, and the character Olivia you're playing like what was your in for the character like what like how did you approach with it or uh, what's been what's going on with her in the film so olivia is the land surveying assistant to eric and she arrives in after he is finding it difficult to do the job by himself she's she's a student and she's working on a thesis at the moment and early on we begin to realize that there's a relationship they're more than just uh work buddies yeah you know how these land surveying gigs go you, you know, know how these land surveying gigs go we went to land surveying school actually really for how long <laughs> we myself and alan mckenna who plays eric uh we we did it for like a day uh, in film base actually we had a land <laughs> they invited surveyor. them into film <laughs> yeah <laughs> They came in with like their theodge lights and uh, their land surveying equipment and we had to take it extremely serious. So I'd, I was able to work everything like the theodge light. And now there's probably like engineers listening to me at the moment going, she knows nothing. <laughs> but, <Just> screaming at <laughs> you. No, write into us if, if you have any corrections to make. <laughs> but yeah, like all the, the equipment that they, we were going to be using uh, in the scene. So we didn't want to stand there and be holding the theodge light upside down. So we got there. I was there for the whole day learning, learning all about this equipment and then um, 
guy was, he's like, so who are you playing in the film? And I was like, oh, I'm playing the, uh, the Lance Vane assistant. And he handed me like this stick with like a black and white little mark at the top of it. And he was like, you're going to be holding this. That's your job. So, yeah, oh. I know. But I know I would know how to, you know, survey any land now. Do you, do you think it would Not be really. a nice job because you're working outdoors and going to these like weird locations you wouldn't see otherwise? Would that be a thing to do? Yeah. Right, so I'm going to give up acting and become a land surveyor. As, as a fallback. As a fallback. The plan B is I to keep it. the parents happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, no, so I mean, that can make sense if the land surveyors, they're working alone together, um, isolated and stuff. So stuff would happen. But there's also, um, it, it's about the psychological suspense about the forest starting to seem a bit sinister or... Yeah. Um, you begin to realize that, or... yeah, you begin to realize that Alec, that Eric, there is, he's been affected more so by the, the surroundings, and she's aware of this and becoming it's becoming apparent to her that there's something wrong with him, and um, events unfold. And so it seems to be um, a, a kind of environmentalist undercurrent to the movie, or it kind of deals with these. Yeah, kind they're of themes. calling it. What was it Van Lever called it a eco thriller? Yeah, so without name, uh, sort of eco-conscious thriller then playing at the Dublin Film Festival on the 18th. Yes. You'll be there, so... I will be there, and Alan McKenna will be there, and the director, Lorcan Finnegan, will also be there, and Brunella. Sounds great, and it'll also be out in the cinemas in April, so... Apparently so, yeah. Well, can you tell us about these uh, two shorts you worked on, though, because they're playing as part of the third shorts programme at the Dublin Film Festival the following Saturday on the 25th, so um, you're appearing in pebbles and gone what can you tell us about gone um gone is a drama set in dublin um and it's about a character played by brian andrews and he returns back to his hometown after the loss of his mother to um sell the family home and while he's there he encounters um an ex-girlfriend of his played by myself and uh, events unfold <laughs> mm-hmm. and yeah and it's just him trying to v- reconnect with his past and deal with deal with deal with his past basically so so how do you approach a project like that where the the characters are meant to be like sort of going way back like like how do you build rapport with the other actors quickly for that kind of project we do, actually did we did a few days of rehearsal so myself and andrew and patrick we rehearsed uh, for a few days before filming and um, got to know one another. And I think it was also down to the casting, which Patrick casted. So we just kind of clicked straight away. And and you often get time to do that in film, uh, have a lead in for a rehearsal? Uh, the projects I've worked on, yes. Apart from I did um, a film with Stevie Russell and I was sent the script while I was in Toronto. Uh, so I shot that today. I came back. So there was was no time for rehearsal but sure we didn't need it like did you were you right off the plane and then on to set I did or? yeah but the character was kind of meant to be disheveled and tired looking and I nailed it with that like you know jet lag <laughs> jet lag look out, actually, yeah. yeah um and you actually you actually flew in this morning as well um did come straight to this interview so I, I, I appreciate that I, was I like, love flying I don't I'm terrified of flying I do yeah <laughs> it was um Pebbles sounds like a really interesting concept because it was um, it was about a couple who they've arranged to meet in a hotel room 
and this was an arrangement made like from 50 years previously have i have i explained that terribly or no that's uh, what's correct. That about? yeah so um marie mullen and myself play the same character just 50 years apart uh pebble um a girl called ruby walsh and on the day of their engagement or their honeymoon they make a promise to meet 50 years from that day from that day in the same hotel and no matter what so um that's all i can say what i've given away mm. um well i mean so th- there are scenes with um marie as the older you as I, 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 I mean i mean that's the first thing you're working with this other actor like are you playing the young her or is she playing the old you or is that the wrong way of looking at it uh no because we didn't actually uh we never watched each other on set funnily enough Mm. Um, and I think Johnny Johnny Shaw, the director, kind of wanted to keep it that way. So, because um, otherwise you could be influenced either way by each other's performance. So, yeah. I never looked at her performance because my character never would have known what a, what she was ever going to turn out like. So, yeah, people uh, people change a lot in like five years. So you can imagine yeah. fifty years. It probably wasn't that much of a like I I think I guess what I was thinking of was uh, Looper where Joseph Gordon-Levitt is playing the young Bruce oh, Willis yeah. and he was saying he watched loads of like Bruce Willis films from the 80s because he was trying to get his mannerisms down and stuff so like it, it wouldn't but like that, for, for okay. this story you wouldn't need something like that precise where you're trying to mimic each other's tonality or anything no and I think also um there are different places in their lives hmm. so that would influence how they're going to react um, so were you on set with her at all, or? I, yeah, we did. We shot, we shot, we shot for a week, and I was there all the time. She was there, yeah, so, so because we'd have to the scene setups were the same, so to cover time. Wait, so the the crew would like set up a shot, and one set of actors would come on, and then another. Yeah, because we shot it in the Brayhead Hotel, and I'm not sure if you've ever been to the Brayhead Hotel, but I'd say every person in the Irish mm. film industry has shot there at some point. Um, but it is like a, a hotel stuck in time. It's yeah, so we, it was perfect for for the film. Yeah, so so that was a good experience working on that with those actors. Then yeah, Marie is Marie is amazing. She's such a lovely, lovely woman. Those sound very interesting. Those are on the. It's gone in pebbles. They're both part of the short film program three at twenty fifth of February. I think I got that right. And the and without name is showing on the eighteenth. So um. You know, I mean, people should absolutely catch you in those. Um, I think what was great about Without Name is that you were able to go to the Toronto Film Festival, which is like one of like the the five big ones, like globally, and yeah. uh, then London shortly after that. Can you can you tell us what it was like um, going to those, or uh, Toronto? Say, oh, Toronto was massive. It's, well, massive, yeah. It is, yeah. Like, um, I remember because we were like obviously we we're staying in in Toronto, and I remember like the next just the day of the premiere waking up and feeling a bit like you know oh my god this is this is happening this is real because we'd like flown in we'd gotten in we went to um there was like a film board party that was happening and when you're jet lagged and you're excited you've like you don't sleep well I don't and then I didn't sleep at all and then it came the day of the premiere and I was just trying to like relax and just enjoy it all and I rang my sister and I was like I, I don't know what's wrong. I can't sleep or anything. And she's like, just uh, just do something different. Just take your mind off it. Turn on the telly. Is there a telly in the room? And I was like, yeah, yeah. She's like, right, turn that on. And I turned it on. And it was like highlights of the Toronto International Film Festival. <laughs> and it was like Ryan Gosling and, you know, uh, Scarlett Johansson walking the red carpet. And that's like right outside the door. So we were just, it's just 
amazing. Yeah. And you, you I was I was very jealous because you got to go to some of the world premieres of the Oscar ten, contenders. Like, yeah. did, is, or do you get those when you're attending the festival, when you have a film at the festival, or did you just book them because you're going to be in Toronto? So how it worked at Toronto is that you're given up to a certain number of passes to go to films, and then you have to. So wow. obviously, it's your own film. You you get passes so you don't have to book. That seems fair. It seemed fair <laughs> at the time. I know. Um, and then, yeah, you just you just tell the your point of call at the festival what films it is that you want to go see. So I was lucky enough back then to see Loving with Ruth Nega, and it's amazing. Yeah, no, she's uh, um, at the time of recording. It's just been announced that she got the Oscar nomination on, for that. That's yeah, no, that's great news. I think like I've been. And, and, and like she's been working for a while as well and like mm. on a lot of Irish film industry projects and I, I I think about 10 years ago we were studying The Crucible in school so I saw her do it in the Abbey and yeah. ju- ju- just for like as far back as that for her to be in this project now which sounds I, I, I kind of hate that their names were loving because it's almost as if the, it was it was to set up for an Oscar bait <laughs> movie and it's about them being married and loving and it, I don't know sometimes the universe just seems like it is conspiring for Oscar bait movies to be made. Or the Oscars are secretly controlling the universe. I'll, I'll talk to you about this off mic. I think, um, I, think I will <laughs> Is there an assassination you. of a president called Trump and there's someone's going to make a film about that? Fingers crossed. Um, wait, wait, what were the ones you saw in Toronto then, aside from Loving? I saw Loving, La La Land and another film called Una, which isn't in contention. I don't uh, think it's even been released yet. And it's not Irish, is it? No. It's no. a very Irish sounding name. So <laughs> It's based on the play Blackbird. Um, which all kind of took place in a room. That sounds familiar, yeah. Um, uh, uh, Rooney like, Maras plays the lead and Ben Mendelsohn, Mendelsohn? Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, okay. it's brilliant. Speaking of presidents getting assassinated, <laughs> that is a terrible segue and I do apologise, <laughs> but um, Jackie as well would have been, what, like, have you seen that more recently or was that the I did, I saw well? it yesterday. Okay, yeah, no, I was, I was wondering if we could talk about that actually because mm. basically we have... Um, I mean, with the Oscar nominations coming up, I, I kind of think... So we have Ruth Negga and we have Natalie Portman. And to be fair, Natalie Portman was a fantastic performance and it really makes you... F- it, it's just a great look at the impact the assassination has. So I shouldn't be mm. glib about it because like Natalie Portman really makes you feel for Jackie Kennedy. It was it a was, uh, real great performance. Yeah, I didn't... Obviously, I knew about the whole assassination of JFK, but I didn't know anything about... I didn't know much about, you know, Jackie. And it's like shot... Like, so Jackie is like... It's it has that real claustrophobic feel about it. It's so shot so close, so there is like no room to to hide as a performer. But it just it completely centers on her. She's carrying the entire film on her shoulders, and it's so intense, like really intense stuff she has to act. And I, I think I don't know when when I saw the poster and the, I just thought, oh, this is like a, a mom movie. This is just about like Jackie and just how lovely she looked or something. But like, mm. no, it's like a really. A properly deep sort of intense drama about um, what she was going through. And I've heard actors talk about how, like, and especially on historical films, when there's the costume or the set, or in this case, the wig, that does help a lot. But also, I, I know, are, are these kind of things the actor would have much input into in terms of the costume and how they look? Or is that a, is that a thing that's out of the actor's control and you're just kind of accommodating? In general, just... Yeah. I, I think, well, like... You know, you you go on to a production and obviously you have your costume designer who are amazingly talented at what they're doing and they've obviously read the script and made their creative choice in collaboration with the director, director's vision. But 
I think there is some leeway in, you know, talking about what the character might be wearing or... Oh, but see, Jackie's... Are we still talking about Jackie? Yeah. But yeah, but that's so... Like, her dresses and everything were so iconic. Yeah. So I don't think Natalie Portman was like, no, I don't think the pink... I don't think that dress was pink. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> pink Chanel. No, let's go agree. I think you know? Jackie would have done this instead. It was like, <laughs> well, no, there's footage of her doing this. I think we should do it this way. No, she doesn't seem... Um, I don't know, pushy like that, I guess. I don't know. I mean, there'd be... Who who else is up for Best Actress, actually? we um, Emma Stone for La La Land. Emma actually. Stone for La La Land. What did you think of La La Land? I liked it. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I, I thought that... that I fir- want to do a musical where they're singing and you dancing. Do? Yeah, who oh, doesn't? Yeah. I, I suppose people who are self-conscious about singing and especially dancing or just people who feel like they, they wouldn't be good at it. I mean, you've... <laughs> Have, have you done a bit of that? I did see, uh, it might have been part of your show reel, but you did uh, a scene Oscar Isaac did in Inside the Willem Davis oh, where yeah. he's auditioning with the guitar and you, and you sing the whole song and everything. So. It is, yeah. yeah. It was like, like what, what was it like sort of preparing something like that where it's not just about the performance, but it's it's the musical aspect as well? I think with music, you're, it's another outlet of just getting lost within a character. So I trained in singing when I was young. And I was part of choirs and musicals and things like that. So I had some sort of uh, training. Um, but I don't know. It's I, What are you trying to convey when you sing, you know? I I think it's just another form of performance. Yeah, no, no, we definitely feed into whatever the character is doing. And I think I found when, when Oscar did it and when you did it, the, the, both times there was a kind of a sense of the song was over and there was a release of it. Mm. And then it's the, I don't see this selling. And the kind of sinking in of this appointment is kind of... It's it's great where I suppose if it's a scene like that where it is letting a performance play out in full and then you get into the reaction after that it's just um, that can help with sort of getting into the moment of a scene I suppose yeah. I just imagine on something like La La Land where it's not just about the singing and and what that says about the character but there's all this other million extras in the background doing all the coordinated dance and stuff so I mean to stay focused in that kind of environment where there's so much going on must have been uh, incredible for them. Well, they too. had like months of rehearsal. Yeah. I'm thinking of that first scene on the motorway where there's like yeah. a million of them in the cars. But is that song is all about being in Los Angeles and trying to make it. So as a, a, a that's kind of where you're at now with London, isn't it? It's like, yeah. kind of like it's, it's, it's something I jump very out of cars when I start singing. <laughs> you get arrested. Um, it's like, no, but I, I suppose that that's that sets the tone for the movie. And then there's the, the vintage titles and everything. But I guess that's kind of, it's something, it's probably why the movie is resonating so much with people is that that idea of, wanting to be an actor or a musician or whatever and then going to the big city and trying to make it it's just it's something that's been done so often but they they keep coming back to it because so mm. many people and they would have a story like that i suppose so yeah so we're talking about emma stone being nominated there's this scene where she's in an audition and breaks into song and it's just <sighs> like like that was a really powerful scene wasn't it it was mm. like she can sing right yeah i was like and i was kind of there are other scenes in the movie where she's going for an audition and it is just the audition and She's cut off in the middle of it, and I was, I was just kind of wondering, like, does what's it like for an actor watching those scenes? That was they're, they're very close to yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, a friend of mine, he was uh, he was living in LA. He's back home now, but he said, like, I was like, is it like that in LA? Is it you know, is it that? Is it get that cutthroat? And he's like, multiply those scenes by like four, and then it's near enough the same. Even worse than that, like, oh. Because like, yeah. you'd be preparing so hard for an audition because you're a professional and you're driving like uh, however long it takes to get there and and it's for like flight attendant number four in a Vincent Diesel movie or something. And 
I call him Vincent Diesel because Vin Diesel is obviously a stage name. But um, the point is, that kind of, if you're in an audition, and it's 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 just it's just such an intense thing where you're, you're trying to just give the press performance you can, but they're like not interested or they're just trying to get through people really quickly. So I can imagine that that's very demotivating for uh, people who get into acting and, and the movie gets into that bit. But um, I, I, I mean, how do you approach auditions is, is, is maybe where I'm, where I'm going with this because it's kind of, it just seems like such an intimidating part of the process. Right, yeah. Um, I think be prepared, you know, know know the text inside and out like with me it's like i go in and i i used to at the beginning we used to go in and be like i have to get the job like i have to get this Mm. and that's all i was thinking about in the room and then it was just such a waste it was like such a wasted energy because that's all you're thinking about and then you you come out and you go god i was given the opportunity to go in there and do a scene and then and i didn't enjoy it and I was like, why didn't I enjoy it? And it's because you're just thinking about the end, end goal. So I read, I was reading a book, uh, Brian Cranston's bio, if anyone's reading it, it's very good. Uh-huh. But yeah, he, he talked about, it's just like, serve the text, um, serve the text and enjoy the process. And just, yeah. And then, you're, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter if, if you get the job or not. Well, it does. Uh, but, if you're given the opportunity to go into an audition and just lose yourself, do it, you know, and just enjoy it. Would Brian Cranston be one of your uh, favourite actors then or, or, or who are some of the actors and actresses you'd uh, look up to? Female actors, I would say Kate Blanchett, um, Meryl Streep. Oh God, there's so many. Um, Charlie Theron. Who's your favourite actors? My favourite actors? Um, I like Hugo Weaving. Just because he's been uh, like, like the, the performance is like Agent Smith or Elrond, where it's it's over the top, but it's like it's it's brilliant, and it's like or, or that's the thing I have for actors. There are ones who are fearless to do stuff that's ridiculous, but it works for whatever movie they're making. So like Willem Dafoe would be an example of that, or uh, Ava Green, who I adore. I just think she's. Um, <laughs> It, 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 they they can do these scenes where like they go so far over the top they can't see the top anymore and it's just kind of it, sometimes it's fun when and their actors can do that but yeah but then there'll be actors who'd like um my favorite film is boys don't cry and hilary swank is uh incredible in that oh yeah you know because like i'm just um I'm, I'm watching that movie and i'm not thinking of it as hilary swank i'm thinking of it as a boy and uh, which is yeah. what the movie is meant to get across so yeah. she won an oscar for that and it's just um yeah, it blows me away. So, did we look at all the Oscar nominees? Actually, were there any other ones this year that stood out to you? Oh, uh, Casey Affleck in Manchester, Manchester. by the Sea. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that good? I haven't yeah, seen it. Yet. Have you not seen it? No, I've I've heard it's like slow paced, and Silence was like that, and I didn't like Silence, so I was kind of like uh, if Casey Affleck's like brilliant in it, I could go see uh, it. And I was like, yeah, it's not slow paced and like stuff happens in, in it. it. Yes, quite, things happen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not, not like in silence like a guy sitting on a table uh, no he's amazing because I was like my, what was the last thing I saw Casey Affleck in was it Gone Baby Gone yeah that would have been years yeah. ago yeah he's just brilliant in everything mm. and he's hasn't done a huge amount compared to I suppose his brother Ben 
Didn't we also um, Michelle Williams got nominated for Manchester by the Sea yeah, as well? She's yeah, so she's like, is this, like, what was it about her performance that's kind of caught people's attention? I don't know. She's she's just phenomenal. She's stunning in it. Like it's the the it's the emotional truth that comes through when you're not seeing someone act. You're just seeing someone be in in that scenario. I can't go into it without explaining what it ruins yeah the it, it sounds like that kind of movie where the the story mechanics are very important yeah. and but they just nail the scenes they're in so yeah. and that seems to be one of the front runners along with la la land and oh, i think he'll get it i mean like uh casey affleck will get yeah. it yeah hmm i'm kind of i'm torn about if i see it i might agree with you but at the moment i'm kind of um brian gosling's a nice lad you know maybe it is he's won the golden globe it, it might go to him but i'm also I'm also a big fan of Viggo Mortensen, and he's nominated for Captain Fantastic. Did you see that? No. Captain Fantastic was great because it was it was him uh, as a dad, but he's raising his kids in the wilderness, so he's like teaching them survival skills mm-hmm. and self defense and like really advanced stuff. So, but he's not he's not sending them to school or anything. But on the other hand, he's homeschooling them to quite a high standard. But the movie's all about like whether he's being abusive to the kids or is is he striking the right balance as a father and. I just think Viggo Mortensen's an incredibly powerful actor and uh, like a good role model for men as well. I think he's like a really nice guy. I, I don't know if role models have to be male or female for like it, like or that's important. But I just think as given who the president of America is, maybe, maybe there's a time for more people like that where it's just like um, you see how sound they are. I, I kind of I, w- I would hope that Viggo Mortensen wins, but I think I think at the moment it seems to be like Casey Affleck. It would go for him. Actually, the, yeah. Well, I haven't seen all the films, so I can't make. Have you have you seen Moonlight? No. Yeah, because that's the other one yet. that's like. Um, have you seen it? No, no, but it's, it's it's like it's like that Manchester by Sea and La La Land are the ones that are meant to be front runners. So, I, I kind of you see, I I'd stopped regularly reviewing movies about a year ago. I saw a film called Batman versus Superman, <laughs> and I thought, I don't want to feel that ob- ruins your life. <laughs> I don't want to feel obliged to watch a movie ever again. Like I don't want to have to sit through Suicide Squad or well, I watched X-Men the first ten minutes of Suicide Squad and I had to stop. Oh, yeah. But like, how did I? They so wrong. <laughs> You're not like sitting in the edit going. <laughs> it's a bit late at that point. It's like. The whole point of the edit room is they're trying to just salvage what they can. But who's the, who's the director on Suicide Squad? Oh, his name is Dave David Iyer, I think. David Iyer. I think he he had he lost control. Uh, was it creative control in the edit? Right. So I'd like to see what his version was going to be. Andrew Garfield though is nominated for Hacksaw Ridge, the Mel Gibson movie, and oh, I haven't yeah. heard about that. And I was kind of that's the first time Mel Gibson's been nominated in what since nineteen ninety. Five yeah. five, yeah. And I was kind of, I, I think I laughed when I laughed when I saw he's nominated for Best Director, but I kind because I just Why? thought, because he, um, he's been a bit of a pariah ever since the anti-Semitism stuff okay, and yeah. just going off the rails. But I, I suppose they, they, Donald Trump's president, so I guess now they're just kind of opening the gates. Nothing again makes for, sense anymore. <laughs> yeah, Meryl Streep. It's it's that Florence Foster Jenkins thing she did. Did you see that? I or? haven't seen it. No, I've I seen her speech at the Golden Globes, and I was like. Amazing. Part of me thinks that's why she's got the nomination because nobody saw Je- the... I haven't seen it, but she seems to be doing this um, over-the-top Margaret Dumont kind of thing, which... Um, she's I guess, good at that, she though. Like, yeah. It'd be weird to see her play Margaret Dumont, actually, if they were making a film about the Marx Brothers. Maybe more recently, like, was there any, any films that last year that like were your favourite from last year? I, I, I had to write this list of five of them for Film Ireland. Okay. Um, Room? 
yes, Room was in that list definitely. Yeah, with like Brie, Brie Larson and that. Like, what's what, what can you Great. say about that? Like, she that, that was there was no question she wasn't going to win the Oscar. That no. was a credible performance. Um, what else? Jeez, I really have to take like a list. I watched so many films that so I'm not bragging. I watched so much <laughs> movies and Ex Machina. I yes. saw last year. Oh, I love that. That yeah. was really good. And oh wait, no, hang on. Um, between oceans, between the ocean, light, be- the light between the oceans, light between the oceans. Yes, you know I miss Valkander and Michael Fassbender and Rachel Weisz. I love those actors, yeah, and Weiss, I kept yeah. thinking I should really see that because those actors are great. But but I didn't in the end. Um, I love Rachel Weisz. There, there is another actress I like. Actor, female actor. She doesn't <laughs> age. She's like she's looked exactly the same for like twenty years as well. She's she's stunningly beautiful and yeah. uh but like and the, i mean the talent she has as well she's in this thing at the moment called denial um which is about like holocaust deniers and stuff but like she's like i, I think she's great in everything like she's um I, w- I want her to <laughs> i want her to play the next james bond because she could do it they're not they're not sure if daniel craig is coming back and i think <laughs> i don't even think daniel craig is sure if he's coming back i would love it if they had like if Daniel Craig decided to retire, so they so good. Okay, we'll change things up for the next Bond. We'll make it a woman. Uh, who can we cast? And they'll cast Rachel Weisz just to fuck with Daniel Craig's home life. I just that would be hilarious to me. Like if if they make it Rachel Weisz. Um, what about the term like actor versus actress? Is that is is it? Uh, are we saying actor now? Just I've generally? always said actor. Hmm. Like it's it's never meant as a as a disrespectful thing, but like it's better to just say actor as a general. Yeah. For now. yeah, I've yeah I've just always said actor. I don't know because it's like it's like an en- being an engineer. You don't see engineers, <laughs> you know. Um, I know some yeah, people so. though that love it and love the fact that it's you know it's their it's their title, it's their own title. But uh, I think Chris Rock had that joke when he was hosting the Oscars that why is there a separate actor and actress category? Is, is is like can Meryl Streep not beat Robert De Niro, or is like is like why why does gender come into how good a performance mm. is? I suppose it was another thing they were saying. Time will tell, I mm. think. Yeah. I was kind of trying to think what else was... Uh, did you see Snowden? No, I didn't. What did I see? Uh, there was a few films I saw at the BFI. Um, oh, yeah, was this the London Film Festival? Yes, yeah, so Without Name had its UK premiere at the BFI back in October. October, I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I went to the... There was a Lion for Lion gala. So you've Dev Patel and Nicole Kidman and Rooney Mara. So it's um, a really, really lovely film. That's nominated, I think. Yeah, that's getting... No, Dev Patel is nominated and Nicole Kidman is nominated. Yeah. And it's got Best Picture. Oh, well, I think she's amazing you. in it. She's... You said as much to her, didn't I you? Did. <laughs> I was telling you this, this before. Uh, I met her... I went with a friend of mine to the to the screening and then we were... I, she, or I was introduced to her afterwards. Oh, wow. <clears throat> was this like a party thing afterwards or? No, it was just straight after the screen and they were all just kind of hanging around the lobby and, you know, oh, everyone wow. was like, well okay. done, love the film. And uh, I, my friend was like, oh, this is Neve. She's an actor in her films in the, in the festival and she was being really polite. And out of nowhere, I just said it was the best thing that she'd done in ages. And I meant it as a compliment. <laughs> but my friend kind of looked at me as if he was going to punch me right in the face. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, no, it is because I love I love her in the hours. Have you seen the hours? Oh, that was years ago. Yeah, yeah and she's wearing like a prosthetic nose. It's uh... again, yeah, the kind of the transformation they go through, and um, yes, yeah, so, so, so 
what you meant to say was Lion was such a great performance, well done. But yep. you think it came across like everything since the hours was just shy, in like yeah. a dead zone. Just like, I didn't mean it that way. I don't think that Nicole, is how you if you're listening, I'm really sorry. <laughs> um, I'm kind of in a gossipy mood now. Is there anyone else you met that you can tell us about? Oh, um, Scarlett Johansson at Toronto. What's she like? Oh, she's stunning. Oh my gosh, yeah. She's like... You see, like, you know the way you say, like, oh, someone's a movie star. Mm. And you look at her and you're like, yeah, that's what a movie star is. Movie star, like, in the old sense of the word. Yeah. That they're just iconic. And yeah. it's just, it's not just about the performances. It's, like, yeah, they, they just occupy that kind of space. Yeah, and... she did a really cool film. What, was it two years ago called uh, Under the Skin? Yes, yeah. Yeah, because when I was working on uh, Without Name, kind of in the rehearsal process, Lorcan was like, check out that movie. It's along the same lines tonally as what we were going for that makes a lot of sense now that you say it actually yeah mm. so um if anyone's wondering check it out there was, there was another film from last year that was like an atmospheric horror thriller thing it was the witch did you see that yeah i did he was very good yeah yeah i love that oh, it's scared like, the bejesus out of me very authentic dialogue very good the director was a production designer de- re- uh, previously so like i think that's why it's so well designed but it didn't get any oscar nominations no which i kind of on the one hand, it's kind not... of horror is kind of overlooked, though. I feel yeah, because The it's... Shining gets some. No, Silence of the Lambs won like five the five big Oscars in 1919. That was released earlier in the year as well. So I'm not saying The Witch is Silence of the is Lambs. That like, but is that like... Silence of the Lambs class, classified as a horror? Is it not like psychological? Yeah, thriller? I guess it's more kind of uh, thriller end of things. I suppose. Yeah. I think it's what you were saying about genres. That, that kind of it can be a uh, it kind of like blurbish, pigeonholes. You know? Yeah. people's expectations and what should be expected and what's what's mm. deserving of I think I don't know why for the technical categories they wouldn't nominate the witch for things but um, she didn't they didn't didn't they nominate was it like last year in the Golden Globes Wolf of Wall Street was nominated no it was the year before yeah in the Golden Globes and it was under best comedy or musical yeah no they did it with the martian last year as well yeah and people were like where matt damon's crying on the surface of mars because he doesn't <laughs> think he's gonna get home again that's your com that's your laugh riot comedy <laughs> but then it, it is a movie that has lots of humor in it so i suppose mm. they classify it like that but um you know the only other oscar movie i can think of the, or the thing that isn't getting oscars uh is snowden which i liked and nobody else seems to but it, it's joseph gordon it's the best thing Joseph Gordon-Levitt's done in years. I would say that to his face because he's he's brilliant at playing Edward Snowden and um, Charlene Woodhouse, the divergent divergent actress. Sh- Shailene Woodley is her name, and she like she's great in it as well. And um, Nicholas Cage is weird in it, though. It's kind of his performance. Nicholas Cage in it. Yeah, but his scenes are really distracting because it's just him being his usual self, and it's right. just kind of like the rest of this is like a really sort of engaging political movie about what Edward Snowden's going through but then it's just Nicolas Cage is there so I don't know that, but I don't know it seems a bit overlooked so that's not getting nominated I mean if we had any um, there there were no other role models or people you met uh, during your festival travels okay. were there? Um, Oscar Isaac was oddly we were doing these photos for um, IndieWire or something or for yeah. the festival and Rooney Mara was there and they were just ahead of us like getting their shots done so it was very weird. And that was like day day two of the festival. So it was it was separate shots. It wasn't like all the Yeah, so they were getting in like they were doing uh kind of uh profile shots for each of the films that were gonna be showcasing at the festival. So with that name was premiering there, so they were doing like a photo shoot with us all looking dapper. And did you did you get to talk to Oscar Isaac at all? I didn't. 
I just started singing. I don't know. <laughs> uh, just shake his hand. I did a scene of yours for an audition. I Check just it out. Like, I think. <laughs> I think that'd be a cool thing for an actor to hear if they get to the stage where other actors are preparing scenes based on what they did, or like, like it's. Um, like I'm, I'm sure he would have been chuffed. Did you have any role models outside of the world of film out of interest? Oh, um, what was the classic? My mom. Aww. I said that with such like really I know like my mum my mum is an artist she paints and when I was little um, I just always can remember just watching her paint and she could do a painting like in a, in an afternoon I used to think that was the most amazing most like you know fascinating to watch and oh. um, yeah she's such a cool lady as well you know and it sounds like it was raised a cre- five children <laughs> in a creative environment as well. I, I suppose is the point that not just raising children, but the the fact that she had an artistic outlet. And I suppose you saw that then and was kind of you know I can ima- I, I can imagine they've been supportive and everything. Yeah, no, my parents have been really really supportive, and my sisters and brothers. Look at you now, sure. You've got um, two shorts at the Dublin Film Festival playing on the twenty fifth of February, and you have uh, Without Name playing on February the eighteenth. And that should be out in April. Yes. And then I found out yesterday I was nominated for the Discovery Award. Congratulations. That's great. So this is the Dublin Film Festival Discovery Award. Yeah. So cheers, Adif. Uh Yeah. That was announced yesterday, along with the Oscars. <laughs> and is that, is that awarded at the end of the festival then? It is, yeah. Best yeah. of luck with that. We'll be yeah, rooting for you. Yeah, it's nominated, so it's cool. Well done. Okay. Um, I suppose... Shall we wrap up with the inside the actor studio questionnaire? <laughs> you're here, what is your you're making word? it big now. Yeah, I think so. So what? It, yeah, the first first question is, what is your favorite word? Oh really? Okay, <laughs> we're doing it. Uh, what's my favorite word? Yes. I think that's good. I think it's positive when you're hearing yes. It's like okay, yes. cool. okay. What's your least favorite word? No. <laughs> <laughs> You won't take no for an answer. <laughs> I'm not taking no. Oh no, um, can't. I don't like the word can't. Yeah. Yeah. What? Um, oh, wait a minute. What's the next question? Or literally, that's another thing. It's like a pet peeve of mine. I there was. I was in like I was in a cafe yesterday, and this girl was talking about how hot it was, and she described it as like oh, she's like I'm literally on fire, and I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> You're not literally on fire. No, the, the Oxford... You, you are, we're worried here. No, I hate this because the Oxford English Dictionary, they added to literally a definition that was figuratively, which is the opposite of literally. Yeah. Thank you for sharing my pain. Are there any other pet peeves you have while we're on the topic? People talking in the cinema. Yes. Yeah. Why would you even go if you're just going to chat to each other? Just yeah. do that. <laughs> I, yeah, I, it, it raises my blood pressure, I'm telling you that. Uh, or like people checking their phones, like to mm. go on to Facebook in the middle. And like, because you can see as well, you can see what they're doing. Yeah. And it's like, they've never, no one's ever gotten a phone call in a cinema saying like, keep the president on life support. I'll be right there. And they run out. Like, yeah. you know, if, if you're in a, like, if you need your phone on, don't be a, in a cinema. Don't be in like, a cinema. Get out. Yeah. I mean, and it, could you argue though, that if a film is good enough, it will hold people's attention and maybe it's a movie's fault for being boring? No, I just think people are, we're trying to fill time with the day so they just like mm. I don't know I think screens you see we're so used to watching TV and then having our phone there and having our laptop open that yeah uh, it's become normal to distract yourself with all these other pieces of information mm. 
so yeah i still like going to the cinema when i can so you're going to the cinema quite often yeah um, i not that i only watch films on in cinema but i try to yeah i try to watch them the way that they were purposely meant to be viewed yeah no but i mean i, th- I like think it without is a, name <laughs> i think it's a good point about like at home kind of there's so much distraction like i i've i've, I've gone off uh i got rid of my social media lately because i just find it it's, it's a drain on your mental health or something I yeah mean, you're on the social media though aren't you, you where, i where am i you? taken it off my phone though but, yeah. you, but, but um if people want to keep track of what you're doing um are do. you on twitter Instagram, i know i do Facebook, yeah or? i <laughs> people are gonna be like neve you're such a liar you're on all those um, I am. I'm on them all. I'm on Snapchat, Instagram. You'll be on Twitter at Neve Algar. Neve Algar, yes, at Neve Algar on Twitter, <laughs> giving out about people in cinemas. Yeah, no, your your views are intriguing. So if people wish uh, to, learn I'm on more, Facebook. Uh, yeah. yeah. Wait a minute. I think I remembered what the. You want to do the rest of that questionnaire? Actually, I remembered what it was now. Go on. Question three was what turns you on? And this is in the sense of <laughs> like creatively or when you're working with people, kind of what kind of like makes you feel good in that sense? What's a quality you like in people or in things? Ambition. Ambition. Mm. Nice. Uh, what turns you off? I suppose we just talked about some of your pet peeves. Ignorance. Ignorance. That's that's my answer, actually. Yeah. I totally did this in my head as well before I came here because I was just kind of like, yeah, no, these are good questions. Uh Question five was, um, what is your favorite noise or sound? <laughs> or or what's one you like hearing? Uh, my niece laughing. Aw. Yeah. What's your least favorite sound? People talking in a cinema. Good. Okay, I think you, you can swear for the purposes of this question, what's your favorite curse word? Bajingis. Sorry, my sister says this, and I said it once. I, you know, you know that like fine line between, um, not a fine line, but you don't know if you're going into a, a meeting or something. And I was going into a meeting with um, with a director in London, and I didn't, I didn't know whether I could curse or not because they were English. <laughs> I th- that's not an excuse, but like you know, because Irish people Rather. tend to do it quite like it's like it flows in, and we don't mean anything by it, or especially when I do it. Yeah, it's um, more casual here, I think. Yeah, but I, I said it once because I was trying to say something like shite or feck and I ended up coming out with bajingies. <laughs> and for it not to be weird, I just kept on saying it throughout the entire meeting. Was, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's my favourite. You could sign the contract here. Oh, yeah, bajingies. Like, would you use it in different contexts or just always, ah, bajingies? I think it's a made-up word. I think my sister just made it up. Your sister made it up. And it's yeah. Just not- <laughs> It's 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 it, it's reminiscent of Scooby Doo. It's kind of I think it's a nice clean sort of um, curse word. You're setting a good example, I think. Yeah. Um, what job other than your own would you like to attempt? I suppose land surveying because you've got the training in that now. Or I've got the training. Something in else. Um, if I wasn't an actor, oh, I think it'd still be something. Not, not 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 that you're looking to change careers, but if you had to do something else, you put me under pressure now, don't. <laughs> Uh, something random. <laughs> <laughs> Coal miner it is. Something that would like stress my dad out even more. Just be like, oh, sweet Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, I'd work in a museum. I think museums are cool places. Yeah, for example, I've gotten gotten to know museums in London. Oh, yeah, I'm sure there's like hundreds of them. Maybe okay. Yeah, you were in London recently, weren't you? 
I was in London and I, I was over for like a, a, a training course, but I, I had a free afternoon. So I went to the Kubrick archives at the University of Arts London, Elephant and Castle. Have you been yet? No, but I heard you need to like, do you not need to be a student of film in London? You, can, can, you have to say that you are. What you do is you, you email lie. this college. If you look at it, if you're into Stanley Kubrick and it's not lying, you, you email them and say, hi, I'm interested in blank. So like he shot Barry Lyndon in Ireland. So it's like, I'm, I'm researching, unquote, I'm researching uh, the film locations in Ireland when he shot Barry Lyndon. So you say that's what it's for and you go there and this is for free. You can go there and they have boxes and boxes of research for all the stuff he, um, like he hoarded all this research he did and then donate, his family donated it to this college after he died. So what you can do is you can go in and they'll have the boxes on Barry Lyndon, but you could also say, oh, and I heard about this movie, could I look at this? So you look at what they have and if you're interested in Kubrick's movies, it's a great thing to mm-hmm. do in London. Have you been doing much other cool stuff in London actually while you're there? Where's a good place to go? Where's the place to go in London? Uh, I've just about figured out the public transport system. When I say figure it out, I figure it out that you can download an app that tells you what tube to get in and out of. Um, going to the movies, going to the parks. And any decent cinemas there in particular? Yeah, there is actually, not to plug, keep on plugging it, but uh, when Without Name was fil- was screening in London, it screened in the Curzon and it's a, such a cool cinema. It's like the, it's supposed to be kind of like the IFI here or the lighthouse yeah. where they it's you know they wouldn't I don't think they play like big Hollywood films or anything like that um, and it's just off Soho which is really nice really nice um, I was in Soho um, actually yeah so the, I think I know what the one you mean yeah. yeah the picture houses as well are nice they're cool yeah. oh yeah there's there's two questions left on Go the on. questionnaire so we we, we I think we got an answer for what job you would do other than your own. Oh, did I, um, I do, maybe like a detective, like a spy. Detective or spy? Yeah. Cool. I think I'd be very good at it. Great. And uh, what job other than your own would you not want to do ever? I'd hate to work in a bar. Even though that's a very common job, I would just, it, it, it's just a noisy, horrible place. And so I would, I, I'd hate that. Yeah. I've worked in bars. Um, yeah, so you, I, I couldn't do what you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what don't I want to do I'm gone I don't know something really horrible like working in a sewage dump yeah yeah something like that it was just something you would <laughs> never want to do yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, hypothetically Go on. if heaven exists and God greets you when you get there what, what would you would like say? What, yeah what would you like them to say to you <laughs> I can explain everything <laughs> sorry something like that or Oh my gosh! Um, I don't know what what would you want them to say. Uh, I would have them say, "I can explain everything." <laughs> That's what I would want to know because there, there, there's just so much hardship in the world, you know. And as long as there's a good explanation for everything, I would accept the existence of God. But at the moment, I don't. So uh, maybe it's like you know, you can go again. Off you go. <laughs> Part two. Uh, I don't know. Part to, to go again, so you'd want to um, do life again and again. Yeah, I don't know. God, I don't know. I don't. I don't think about that. No, just at the moment you're 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 too busy crushing it. The acting career. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, um, Neve Algar, thank you very much for joining us, uh, and best of luck with the ADIF Discovery Award, for which you are nominated. Cheers. Hope it goes goes well. We'll see you at the Dublin Film Festival. I shall see you then. Thanks for having me.